AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. The Volume. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sports book, incredibly easy to use, super safe, totally secure, super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets, live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. This is Prime Cuts, best of the Colin Coward podcast. NFL heading into week four. Finally get Joe Burrow after a W. Where did the nickname Joe Shiesty come from? It's so lit. Can I say that? Probably not. Matt Mosley, Cowboys are winning with a backup quarterback. The hell's going on? Chad Millman, picks of the week. First, my top takes of the week. Let's start with a Tua injury. Good news, he's flying back with the team. Um, Obviously, there's going to be the NFL Players Association's not happy. It looks bad. Standalone game. Only four days off for Tua to recover from a situation where he got up and wobbled. Uh, Really serious. It looked like injury being slammed to the turf, turf. One of the things I first thought when he got slammed to the turf, it was very obvious Immediately, he had to be taken out of the game, and it was a serious medical issue, is about two or three times a year, and I'm I'm just throwing that number out, during a game, I'll see a player get up, and I'll watch him wobble. And, you know, to eliminate the doubt and the questions, why not have something called like a wobble rule? If you get up at any point on the field indecisive, struggle with balance, you're out the next week. You're out. Um, You know, now a team could manipulate that, keep players on the field, you know, tell the players never get up. But I see this too often, fairly regularly, that you see players get up like Tua last week against Buffalo, and he's, you know, he's got an issue above the shoulders. Now, the Dolphins say it's a back issue or it's a – it's a, it's some other issue. They don't right now, their owner is suspended. So within that organization, who makes that call? Is it the GM? Uh, is it the head coach? Is it to it? Players generally fight to play, especially quarterbacks, because they don't get hit like other players. They get protected at practice. So quarterbacks, you know, they want buy-in from players. Uh, they're, they're Justin Herbert. He's going to want to play. Uh, You saw him last week. He was in complete pain in the very first quarter for the Chargers against the Jags. He's trying to make a point. I'm tough, too. I can take the pain, too. I know you guys are in collisions constantly. So the player generally has to be saved from himself. And so uh, the wobble rule put it into effect. Tua's flying back with the team. He is a smaller athlete. Hurt a lot at Bama. Hurt a little bit in Miami. Now this. He's also not only a smaller athlete, but he's fairly stationary. You know, a lot of the smaller quarterbacks who have had success in the NFL, Russell Wilson, Fran Tarkenton when I grew up, Kyler Murray, they move around. Michael Vick, uh, they can avoid hits, also sometimes run into them. But, you know, Tua is kind of your classic pocket passer. He was a, a Drew Brees comp coming out of college. Sit in the pocket, very accurate, get rid of it quick. Not a great deep ball thrower, not hyper-athletic. And that's a lot of what he is. He's a very, very accurate thrower. But he is a smaller athlete and a stationary target. And, I mean, you saw the violence in which he was slammed to the turf. So, good news, he's flying back with the team. But I think we have to create – safety really does matter in the NFL. I mean, everybody's playing hurt to some degree. 
But I do think there needs to be some sort of um, absolute uh, definitive rule. You get up, you wobble, you're out next game, regardless of when that next game is. Cross your fingers, prayers for Tua. He's flying back with a team. And uh, I, I think we would all agree at this point, he needs to worry about his health first, sit out a couple of weeks. Teddy Bridgewater takes control. That feels like an obvious one for me and probably you. You know, I saw a lot of different reactions to Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, imploding in the Buffalo Bills coaches room upstairs as they lost to Miami. First of all, it was an agonizing day for the Bills. They were clearly the better team. So you had a lot of stress. And it's also been a team that struggles to win close games. They're over 0-6 or 0-7 last two years in games decided by eight or less. But it didn't bother me. It was a little over the top. Um, but one of my frustrations with the media is we want access Okay, fine. And then we complain about what we see or hear. If you want cameras inside that coaching cubicle, shit ain't pretty. On a half a dozen occasions in my life, I have been upstairs and sat within the vicinity of more, more in college than pro, but sat in the vicinity of a team's coaching room. It is nonstop screaming, emotion, yelling, passion. If you're going to put a camera in there, deal with the reality of it. They weren't necessarily yelling at a person. They're, they weren't debasing or dehumanizing a person. They're yelling through a headset. They're often yelling to themselves. But the media does this all the time. They want access to things, and then you don't. It's like asking a question in life and being pissed off at the answer. Well, don't ask the question. Like Ken Dorsey flipped. All right. What do you think? He's going to be happy? I mean, Brady broke two tablets. The NFL responded with a press release warning players to not break tablets. Ken Dorsey didn't even break the headset. He was just pissed. But that's why I never, my wife and I have talked about this. Don't ask questions where you may get an answer you don't like. Don't put the cameras in there. The coaches, by the way, don't want the cameras in there. The coaches don't want to do hard knocks. The coaches don't want to do the mid-season hard knocks. It's not what the teams want. It's what the league wants. On a semi-annual basis, they come and notify teams, hey, for the overall TV product, we're going to put cameras here, 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 here. Nobody on the staff wants it. But should they be inauthentic? Should they pretend like they're not mad? Yeah, Ken Dorsey was over the top. He was pissed. Take the camera out if you're bothered. Football season's underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today, get started, $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Promo code, though, is Colin to get in on the action. Always Colin. Turn game day into payday. Win totals, division winners, player props, week one spreads and totals. Play your way, bet on more than just the final score. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay, my fave. Now, FanDuel is also live in Kansas, baby. Don't fumble your chance. 150 bucks in free bets, win or lose, promo code Colin. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, one 877 hop 
H-O-P-E-N-Y, or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. And here he is, Joe Burrow. So we talked about this last week. I said, I watched the second half against Dallas, and I'm like, okay, it's all good. Now you've got some reps, and I really felt watching the second half against Dallas and the first half against the Jets, I was like, all right, it's not perfect. But I, just as a consumer, watched it and thought, yeah, they got their stuff together. Did you feel like after Dallas and the week of practice, when when you're sitting there in in pregame, did you feel like, yeah, this is going to click? I feel like we're at a place we weren't two weeks ago. Yeah, we had great urgency throughout the entire week. Offensive line, I thought, played great. Interior of the pocket was unbelievably firm, allowed me to step up and get out of some sticky situations. And receivers played great, and we were playing on time, efficient, the entire first half. Second half, we'd like to have some throws back and need to finish better. But, you know, we finished the game with a eight-minute drive, ran the ball on every snap. And so that was a big yep physicality moment for us to prove that, hey, we can go out and do this. We can get 13 personnel and run it down your throat if we have to. And so that was a big stepping stone for us. You know, it's weird. At this point in my career, I don't have disaster shows. So, you know, everything's at least, you know, B, B minus level, whatever. Your week is either win or fail. And that's how athletes look. So when that game ends, just be as honest as you can. The emotion, how good it feels in this league the flight home, the walk yeah. into the tunnel. Like it changes. Look at your smile. Like it changes everything, right? Changes everything. And, you know, we have a lot of carryover from last year, a lot of guys, but it's the 2022 Bengals. Last year is over. And so we were, we were trying to get over that hump of that first win. First one's always the hardest. And so it was exciting in the locker room. Playing around home was fun. Uh, obviously, still a lot of corrections to be made. Film was what it was. But, you know, when you get that win, food tastes better. You sleep better at night. Everybody's happier in, in the locker room. The ping pong games are more fun in the locker room. So <laughs> winning, winning just makes everything better. So um, we were talking about this in my kind of preamble is that the media loves to put cameras around athletes and then they don't like what they see. So Ken Dorsey freaks out. My takeaway was, well, sh- that shit's been happening for 100 years. You just didn't have a camera in there. And Tom Brady's breaking iPads or whatever he's breaking. And I'm like, guys, when I go to work, it's not win or lose. So as I watched Dorsey, I thought, oh my God, that is, I've, I've sat next to coaching cubicles probably a half dozen times as a media person. And the language during the game, I can hear it through the walls. So you sometimes get on the headset. And I mean, is it happened like once or twice a Sunday, Joe? Or or maybe it doesn't anymore for you where a coach barks. A coach is up your ass. He's pissed off. Yeah, let's be honest. This is a very emotional game. There's a lot riding on each and every single game. Every game in the NFL counts. And at the end of the year, you can look back at one or two plays in a certain game where if it goes your way, you lose, and maybe you're in the playoffs. Uh, and so – when coaches have these reactions and players have these reactions, you got to take a step back and understand how much work we put into each and every play every single week. And so when it doesn't go your way, emotions are going to run high. And that's just the way it is. We talked about it last week, how the nation is so polarized. Football is very polarizing. Like you said, you win or you lose. And if you win the mistakes that you make, you know, you Go back and correct them, but they're not as big of a deal. And then if you lose, you go back and look at these mistakes. So if I would have hit this one, we would have won. If you know, he would have made this block, we would have won. If you know, I would have checked this protection, we would have won. So emotions are going to run high in this game. That's just the way it is based off the amount of work that everybody puts in. So you had a legendary game against Tua where there was like eight NFL guys on the field, like skilled players everywhere. I remember it well. And, um, you know, you meet to it. You guys actually get a little bit of a break where their defense was on the field literally the entire game in unbelievable humidity. And now they have to travel and it's a short week. That happens about once a season where you get a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a 12, 15 percent scheduling break. Um, And 
but but go back to Tua before you'd played against them live or seen Tua. What did you even the name sounds iconic? What did you know about him? What have you made about him when you've seen him or played against him? Well, the first my first time watching Tua was when he came in at halftime in the national title game. I was like, who is this true freshman coming in here? in the middle of the national title game, hasn't started a snap, and he's going to come in and do what he does, was unbelievable. I hadn't started a game at the time, and I was like, there's true freshmen doing this. I don't have a chance. And then, (laughs) you know, we come, play him, and that was a fun game. You know, that was was kind of our coming out party as a team at LSU. You know, we knew we were good, but, you know, we're playing Alabama on the road, Let's see how good we really are. And turns out we were pretty good. Yeah, that was that was um there's an argument to be made. There's never been a college game ever played with more talent on the field. Yeah. Could you feel it? Oh yeah. I mean, you run into guys it seems like every week that you played against from Alabama and you know, we we jump out on them early and then we get up two scores with like three minutes left, and all of a sudden, Tua hits Devontae Smith down the sideline for a long touchdown on the first play. And like, oh, here we go. We got to go out here again. And it's just, just back and forth, and you can see the speed on the field. So um, I was watching Justin Herbert yesterday. He obviously decided to play. He was in huge pain. So he, he got the shot, which I've talked to multiple players. It's like, listen, it's not going to cause – further damage it's just going to be really painful and you got to take a shot and um take me to your career high school college pro what is the most pain you've been in during a football game so during the game i would say the the national title game my senior year um i did something to my ribs at right before half of that game so the second half was pretty painful. Uh, last year when we played the Chargers, I dislocated my finger in like the first series and my hand blew up like a balloon. And uh, that was not very fun. I was able to fight through it, played through that the whole rest of the year. But that's part of the game, just playing through injuries. And I think as quarterbacks, we have a responsibility to play through those kind of things because we're not grinding like the rest of the positions are offensive, defensive line, getting in car wrecks on every single play. And we're back there in the pocket, distributing the ball, show our toughness when we can. You got to play through injuries. You got to show your toughness to, to those guys and, and have their backs. That's the way I look at it. Justin's an unbelievable player. And I know he probably thinks the same way that I do. Yeah. Did you ever see him play at Oregon? I mean, you see the Chargers tape. I had never seen him play at Oregon. I knew he was big, strong, you know, Pac-12 after dark. You don't get to watch it very much. <laughs> but, I mean, just but my first time watching him was at the Combine. I, you know, I wasn't participating and he was throwing. And I was just like, this guy just throws it so effortlessly. So, so fun to watch him play. Unbelievable talent. He's just getting better and better. And, I mean, I think he's one of the, one of the top guys right now. You know, I, I was talking about this um, with the staff today. So not that you care, but the reason my show is called The Herd is because years ago I worked out of college. I got a job with a minor league baseball team doing an inning of play-by-play in sales. So they hired me out of Eastern Washington University, and they let me do one inning of play-by-play, but I had to do sales all day long, which sucks. So the guy who was ran the team – could never remember my, you know, he just like cold cow. And so he just called me herd, herd, herd. So years later, I get into radio and I noticed that all the radio people that, you know, Stern, Oprah, Imus, Seacrest or whatever, everybody had one name. So I thought herd. So I went and looked at your nicknames and you got to explain a couple. So I... <laughs> Okay, so generationally, Joe Shiesty, what does that mean? Uh, somebody 
had posted a video, some kind of highlight last year, and it just kind of took off. Um, that was crazy. I mean, there's so people would just come up with all these out of the blue. It's pretty. People always ask me which ones are my favorite. I'm like, that's not for me to decide. That's for you guys to decide. You make the nicknames. I'm not calling myself that. I'm not running around calling myself <laughs> Joe Shiesty, <laughs> like making a dinner reservation. It's Mr. Shiesty. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. So I didn't know what shiesty means. Does it mean anything? I don't think it really does. I think it's just uh, there's a rapper named Pooh Shiesty. Um, okay. Yeah. Maybe it's off of that. I don't know. Joe Burr. Um, that one, I think, came after. I like to wear a little jewelry every now and then. Um, and so maybe I had some diamonds on that day. I don't know. Ah, some ice. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I literally got credibility on this entire podcast on, on knowing what ice means. I know one time Joy Taylor on my show, this was like three years ago, used lit. And I said, I'd, I'd like to use that in a conversation today. And the pathetic thing was, I must have used it seven times a day. And my <laughs> wife's like, you sound like such an idiot. And I'm like, you learn a word I can't help myself. Yeah. So... For the record, I don't have – I have one piece of jewelry. It's uh, I got this in um, Italy. Uh, what is the line on cool and too much? Yeah. Like, what's your line? There's definitely a line, and you know it when you see it. It's hard to describe, but I would say six or seven chains is probably too much. You know, one, okay. or, one or two – Low right. key, subtle. Not, I don't like to wear it if it's going to pop and it's going to, you know, take away from the outfit that I'm wearing, but somebody notices it like, oh, that's cool. So there's definitely a line. Did the Jets talk? Were they chatty? Are some teams chattier? Division games are usually a lot more chatty. Uh, non division yeah, games. Yeah, Baltimore feels chatty to me. Ba Baltimore. Baltimore's chatty. Pittsburgh is sometimes the Browns are very chatty. Uh, so I don't, I don't think I've had any, usually non-division games aren't as intense and trash talking. Isn't that crazy? I've heard, I've heard Peyton Manning told me two weeks ago, he goes, there's preseason speed, regular season speed, division game speed. Yeah. And I'm like, really? He's like, oh yeah. yeah. So you can, a Ravens game is different. Yeah. You've just played them so much. You know all their looks. You know their calls. And so you know coming in, they're going to have a wrinkle for me that I'm not going to expect. And they're, they might get you a couple times. And sometimes you're, they know all your signals. So you got to come up with new signals that week because you played them six times over the last three years. And they just have so much film on you. And you've played these same players three <laughs> years straight. And so you have history with them. It just... The division games have a different feeling. Do you like them more, though? I do. I do. You know, I always enjoy the ultra-competitive parts of the game. And when you get sacked by the same guy that you got sacked by last year, and he got a couple words for you that gets your fire going, and that reminds you why, the, why you play the game. Because, you know, throughout the week – all the media can kind of get overwhelming sometimes. And then you get out there and you're in your zone and you're, the bullets are flying. You're like, oh, this is why I do it. This is why we put in all the work to come out here and make plays. And that's why you see everybody dancing and celebrating after touchdowns and sacks right. because there's so much work that goes into it. And it's so hard. And there's so much attention on every game. And you go out and make a play, you want to celebrate that. And so that's... That's always exciting when you see guys excited to, to make a play and their teammates excited for them. All right. Finally, let's circle back to the temper, the Brady, the Dorsey. Have you ever just lost it? Just come unglued with a coach and just to practice a bad route? When's the last time you lost it? There were some intense conversations on the sideline against the Chiefs last year in the AFC Championship game. Um, Do tell. <laughs> well, there was, uh, 
you know, sometimes you go to the line with two plays. You got to get to one based off the look. And they gave us a look that, you know, was a little murky. And my decision was probably not the right one, but I felt it was at the time. And so, right. you know, I'm going to try not to show it with my body language, but conversation got a little heated. That's probably the, that's the only time since I've been in the NFL that that's happened. But, you know, we got great coaches that understand it gets a little intense out there sometimes. So Zach got in your grill. Uh, yeah, he'll get in there every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I know he looks like he would, honestly. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. The voice of reason, the voice of sanity, and often the voice of the Dallas Cowboys. Matt Mosley, part of the volume. Nice nice screen there. You look very official. So listen, you go on the road. You have a backup. You're undisciplined as heck. CeeDee Lamb drops a near touchdown early, and you win, and it kind of feels like you're the superior team. That's not a bad night, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's an okay night. Um, and I think any time Cooper Rush gets you a win, um, Everybody from the Cowboys is very excited. They did not expect this at all. They they were ready to go on a losing streak and lose every game that Dak was out. And so everything that's happening right now, Jerry sort of tried to predict this. And he said some very, very strange things at the beginning of this week. But in, in some weird way, Cooper Rush has settled everything down. And the Cowboys winning with this quarterback is is sort of a has a galvanizing effect on the franchise, as crazy as that seems. Now, Giants seem kind of horrible, and the Cowboys don't seem that much better. But still, to be able to overcome everything that happened to them, including CD Lamb just, you know, flatlining in the first half and all of that, um, I think um I think the Cowboys feel really good about this win. Yeah, listen, I always felt uh, I was talking to Sean Payton today. If a backup, if if he misses your starter misses four games, if you can win two and then and then they find film on him, it's like Kyle Allen can fool you for a few games. Then you get film, you know, his limitations. But Cooper Rush, I think, has won three straight Cowboy starts. I mean, he's not Dak, although I would say the gap between the two, it's not as large as the Dak fans want you to believe, Dak's better. He's a better athlete. He's stronger. Um, I, I will, and I will say this, is that um, you, you can't, listen, Brian Dable has limitations, and those are called Daniel Jones. I mean, he's, this is the last year, clearly. But um, I don't know. I, as I watched, I thought it was a really hostile crowd. 
I don't think the New York Giants are without talent. I think they have the right coach. I think you I think you get on that flight, you go home and you feel like we're not as dynamic offensively as Philadelphia. But geez, Matt, you look around the NFC right now. Who's great? Green Bay can only win one way. Tampa's falling apart. <laughs> I mean, the Rams, I, trust me on the Rams. They, it's Bondo and Band-Aids. It is not a good team. Uh, San Francisco's got limitations. I mean, I would think the flight home tonight's a pretty positive one. I think so. And you're a man, the sort of the master of the schedule. And uh, you know the Rams are coming up to the Cowboys here pretty quickly. And, and Cowboys have a chance to get on a little bit of a roll here. And then the Eagles right after that. And so everything's right out there in front of them. And I'm, I'm telling you, they didn't expect Cooper Rush to do this at all. I was with Jerry last week and I, I was right up you know, next to him. In fact, you saw me right behind him uh, in one of those photos. Yep. And it, it was just, he, you could tell he was shocked how Cooper Rush played. I've seen Jerry, the angriest he ever was at Jason Garrett was when Jason Garrett sold him a bill of goods on a backup quarterback. And they had Brad Johnson one of those years. And Brad Johnson was a check down Charlie by that point. And, yeah. and Jason had become friends with Brad and Brad, and he said, Brad can do this. And when Romo was out, Brad Johnson filled in, and he went one and two and they were horrific. And so the fact that they are functional and, and also the fact that they let him down so many times, that CD yeah. dropped that big one. You know, and there were other plays and holding penalties and everything they had to overcome. Yeah. And he still kind of kept chipping away. And when they fall down 13-6 and they answer and they come right back down the field and then CD, to his credit, I mean, he is not. Yeah. By the way, I had Drew on my radio show, Drew Pearson. And he was like, this is not, this is not, he's not honoring the number 88. The 88s were upset with him. Early on in this season and tonight, after a really bad drop, kind of an embarrassing drop. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, the rookie had a bad drop. Then he make on that one that all you need against the Giants is like one great drive. And in a yeah. sense, he took over on that drive and he ends it. And it, and it was just like they needed yeah. somebody to step up. And so they have him and they have Tony Pollard. And then they ran behind an aging left guard tonight. I mean, think about that. Yeah. On the third drive of the game, they put in a 41-year-old guy who doesn't play guard. And they said, go play left guard for us. Just see how you do. We'll just see how you do. And he blows open a hole, and Pollard goes for 46 yards. So this thing yeah. is, you were talking about Band-Aids and everything with the Rams are doing. That's what the Cowboys are doing. But it's a win. Yeah, It's a win. And, and that's in, in the NFC right now, that's Let's good enough. Well, yeah, in the NFC, everything's kind of Band-Aids. I mean, Garoppolo, for the first time in nine months, got every throw at practice this week. He admitted after the game, like, I'm not in shape. Uh, Tampa's just just basically going to the local hospital. <laughs> I mean, nobody is healthy. And by the way, the Rams, that's a very winnable game for the Cowboys. So Van Jefferson's in the IR. Allen Robinson looks washed. OBJ's gone. Cam Akers is in the doghouse because he fumbles near the goal line. Um, they're missing their center and uh, their right guard's a backup. And Andrew Whitworth left, so they don't get great protection. And, and Matt Stafford throws a lot of picks. So at, when you look at the schedule coming up, it's a lot of winnable stuff. I mean, I don't love the Cowboys. The way I look at Dallas is I know the undoing is obvious. It'll be penalties. It'll be situational football and penalties that will end the season. It's not necessarily talent. Like, they're not as talented as the Niners. That is indisputable. After that, if everybody's healthy, they got five or six elite players. They're not the Niners. Other than that, maybe maybe Philadelphia I'm underserving here. But I, 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 I just look at this team and I think every time I watch them, they're painfully undisciplined. I think that's fair. I think you also have to remember uh, Michael Gallup is returning next week. I mean, I think that that really helps the offense. The the discipline stuff's not going to go away. I mean, that's that's sort of sadly what Mike McCarthy brings to the table. Yeah. But now and again, some of that we can't just blame on him on the defensive side of the ball. We go crazy about Dan Quinn and there were calls on the defensive side of the ball, whether it be holding, whether it was after the after the whistle stuff that was going on, even though some of that stuff was ridiculous. But 
the, the best news for the Cowboys is Micah Parsons was not himself. He showed up at the game with a bunch of Pedialyte, which we've all you know had to use at some point. Uh, he, in his case, he needed it for some illness. And Demarcus Lawrence, who were kind of like, what's the, he played great. What's Demarcus done recently? Three sacks, constant Dorrance Armstrong. Everybody else lifted this player up. This this great NFL player who was not himself tonight. And how many Daniel Jones, how many pressures they end up with? 24, 24 pressures. I mean, they, they, uh, it yeah, was embarrassing. In the 20s, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, again, Micah was sick. Um, backup, lots of penalties, a CD lamb drop. And I really felt in the last 10 minutes of the game, Dallas was the better team. If you're the New York Giants, because I really like Brian Dable, they got to draft a quarterback. Clearly, outside of left tackle, their offensive line is still a massive problem. Kenny Galladay is stealing a paycheck. <laughs> Not to have any sympathy for the Giants. I thought the crowd was also really loud tonight. I thought it was a really hostile environment. But when you look at the Giants, and I do think sometimes, I think, you know, in college, if you get the right coach in the transfer portal, you can get good really fast. In the NFL, there are limitations because it's such a quarterback lead. Here's the good news for the Cowboys. There's two quarterbacks in this division, Jalen Hurts and Dak, that are franchise quarterbacks. Wentz, I think, is washed, and Daniel Jones is done. So, I mean, like, the horizon, I'm, I think Dallas is too insular, but I think I really think with Gallup coming back, I think people in Dallas, Dallas Cowboy fans, there's a little playoff vibe to them. They're getting, they may be falling apart, so is everybody else. In the NFC. Well, the always the good news for any NFL team is when the commanders are coming to town. And that's happening next yeah. week. And you go to three and one. Oh. And everything we know about the NFL, we're having to kind of rethink. I mean, when you see the Dolphins jump out to a three and oh, you know, start, um, you, you got to have to kind of think, OK, these, these are different times. We've been trained to think of teams like the Patriots over the years. They're not the same and, and they're not going to be anywhere close to the playoffs uh, for another season. The Cowboys in the NFC East can always be hanging around. I'm not, you know, Jason Garrett came on the other night and said he thinks the Eagles are the best team in football. I like Jalen Hurts, watched him play for a long time, both in Oklahoma and Alabama. And, and I think he is a fun player because he can do so many things on the move. Do I think over the course of a season, he can keep this up? I do not. I really don't. They have, right. they have really good weapons and they have really good defenders. I'm just saying I base it more on his whole body of work. I mean, there's a reason right. he transferred. There's a reason you know, everybody was winning the Heisman there. He was okay. He was pretty good at Oklahoma. Um, he wasn't great. And I have a really hard time thinking he's just going to do this the rest of the season. So the Cowboys right now are just kind of holding the fort with with uh, with Cooper Rush. And I think I think when you do something like that, it can have an impact on the whole team. And the thing that Cooper Rush won't do is like make these backbreaking mistakes. You know, like like Daniel Jones, even how many years is this? Six oh. or seven years? You know, at some point oh. he's going to like with a minute 50. If if Aaron Rodgers has the ball or Brady or really, any, you know, all these young quarterbacks, you're like, they got a chance. They got a chance. I mean, in, in did you think they had a chance? Time for another edition of Sharp or Square with the CCO of the Action Network, Chad Millman. Host the favorites. You see him on the Cowherd podcast feed. All of our odds provided by FanDuel. Okay, I went two and three. Damn Julio Jones late scratch. Jesus. All right, here we go. Cowboys win on Monday night. Standalone game overvalued. Dallas is only averaging 15 and a half points of offense a game. Washington humiliated. Philadelphia is just really good. I'm taking the points. Commanders plus three, sharper square. Dude, that is the, the commanders as a side, 100% sharp. You're nailing it. And you're nailing it for all the reasons that the wise guys would say bet the commanders, right? Dallas wins a dramatic game in prime time. They're, Dallas is always inflated 
as it is, right? So there's going to be a little bit more value on betting whoever they play in the next week, especially if the commanders in that next week, in the week before, got blown out by a team. And a lot of people thought the commanders maybe could cover in that game. So you're 100% on the right right team. The challenge here, and this is a nuanced thing, and as a better and all, all the time, because you're a very popular guy, there's new people listening to this podcast who may not be regular betters. There's something called getting the best of the number. And you have to decide as a better, as you are deciding now, where is the value? And so, yes, the commanders are still the right side, but this game was at five and a half. So you're not getting the best of the number anymore. So you kind of got to make your personal choice. Do you still believe that it's the right side, even though you're getting it at three? All right. Patriots plus nine and a half. Again, odds provided by a fan duel. Mac Jones will play. High ankle sprain doesn't hurt him much because he doesn't move anyway. The reality of this is the Packers have scored one touchdown in the second half all year. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers, once he's off scripted plays to his young receivers, doesn't trust them. Once again, last week, touchdown drive, touchdown drive. They fumble. He loses trust. He packs it in. Nine and a half points. It'll be low scoring. Way too much. Patriot sharper square. Oh, my God, Colin. It's, it, you just hit all the key phrases that every professional better is thinking about in this game. The number's too high. Aaron Rodgers' offense is not what it seems just because they beat on the Bucks. It's not that pretty. They're not playing that well. It's going to be a low-scoring game in which the Patriots will try to control the ball, keep it out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. A low-scoring game and a high spread are two things that if you're going to correlate them, you tie it to the underdog that is getting a lot of the points. This is a big pros-Joes game, meaning the pros are putting their money on the Patriots and the Joes, the betters, the average betters, the square betters, they're putting their money on the Packers. 100% sharp, Colin Cowherd. All right. Cardinals getting plus one and a half against Carolina. It's a much better roster. Arizona is fairly desperate to quiet the critics. They need a W or like badly. I don't like Carolina. I feel like it's a pick em. They don't have much of a home field advantage. I'm going to roll here. Desperate in a good division for a win. Carolina's still rebuilding. Limitations, McCaffrey's health. I'm going to take Arizona plus the point, sharper square. Well, look, it's it's sharp only in, in so much as if you're going to have to make a play on this game, you're going to play Arizona, you know, in a battle of two coaches that have probably the least respect of any coaches in the NFL from a wise guy point of view. Matt Rule probably has a little bit less respect than Cliff Kingsbury. If you're going to bet the Cardinals, you want to bet them before it gets into October and November when every coach is out-strategized and out-schemed Cliff Kingsbury and he hasn't figured out how to make any changes. They do have the better athletes. I was big on Baker going into the year. I thought this Carolina team could outperform expectations. He's been worse than he ever was in Cleveland. And I will say this. I completely agree with you about the fan base in Charlotte. I've got this theory. People hate me for it. Fan bases in Charlotte, fan bases in Jacksonville, fan bases in the AFC and NFC South teams, for the most part, there's no passion there. Like I watched a lot of that that Carolina game this past weekend, and I might as well have been watching a Royals-Tigers midday game because it was so quiet, right? So I agree with you. There is no home field advantage there. It's sharp, but... I don't know why you'd want to bet it. All right. Well, you know. There's better there's, right. to me, there's so many better options on the board. Okay. So um I don't want to take all underdogs because that looks like I'm just playing to just underdogs. I've got one more underdog I like. Rams plus the points, one and a half at San Francisco. Trent Williams is out. Jimmy Garoppolo is a timing thrower. This means they're going to have to keep George Kittle in to block a lot. Takes away a weapon. They've already got Jalen Ramsey. He'll take away Brandon Ayuk or Debo, match him up singularly. Troy Hill, by the way, statistically, PFF is having a monster year. So they have two really good corners that match up. Um, 
It's one of the few games McVay doesn't have a coaching advantage. But I'm sorry. I don't think home field matters here. It's in division. They play a lot. I'm taking the points. I think the Trent Williams injury is a huge issue for them. It forces them to keep Kittle in, makes them much less dynamic. I'm going to take the Rams plus the point, sharper square. So the Rams opened at two and a half, two and a half point underdogs. The wise guys liked it at two and a half. The number has come down to one and a half. This to me, and this from a wise guy point of view, you have a lot of challenges because you've lost the best of the number and Kyle Shanahan, for all of his faults, of which he is proving to have many in certain situations, he dominates the Rams, right? Other than that, that title game, that NFC title game last year, he's generally, that playoff game last year, he's generally dominated the Rams. So I think it's an interesting coaching matchup because I do think Shanahan has proven that he can do the right things against McVay's schemes. Um, I'm, I'm waffling here because there is no consensus. I get this number right now. The wise guys don't have a strong opinion Here's my one favorite way or the other. Pick. Anybody seen Jared Goff's numbers at home? They're like fantastic. And Seattle is bad on third down, bad throwing, two rookie tackles that are having, you know, classic rookie tackle issues. Detroit scores a lot of points, a lot more at home. Goff's getting unbelievable protection. Amaron St. Brown's banged up, didn't practice. But at four and a half, I'd swallow it. I think they win by a touchdown or more. I think Seattle played a great half of football against Denver. They haven't done anything since. I like Detroit to win in cover. So interesting you're talking about this game. So as you mentioned, I host the favorites on the Volume Podcast Network. On Thursdays, we do a segment called Sharp Calls, in which professional bettors react to the conversations my co-host and I had on Tuesday. Why don't you ever mention his name? He's very talented. I mention him all the time. Simon Hunter. He's amazing. It seems like you always gloss over his name. I'm not trying to start anything. You just gloss over it. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, if I said constantly my wife and never mentioned Anne, I'd be like, that's suspicious. They're having problems. No, I love Simon. I mentioned okay. it. Dude, I, I made Simon a co-host of the podcast. We added now, his picture. Now you're getting very defensive. There's something going on. Are you guys struggling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dick. Sorry. Oh my God, you're so annoying. Me and uh, some other guy I do the podcast with, we get these calls from professional bettors. And the one game that they kept telling us we weren't talking enough about was the Seahawks and the Lions. Who do they like? They love the Seahawks. And I was like, I was like, really? They love the Seahawks. They love the Seahawks down to three and a half. The game oh. was at four and a half. Um, I'm as shocked as you are. So I think there's some analysis about Geno Smith that is being overlooked, that he's playing just much better than people expected. I think that, you know, you're not going to often get running backs who have an impact on a team's power rating and on a point spread. But I do think with DeAndre Swift being out, he's the playmaker on that team. Amon Ross St. Brown is great, and he's the guy that they can go to to keep drives going, but DeAndre Swift breaks open huge plays and sort of tilts the game for them in a different way. So I think they're counting on that. Um, and this defense is terrible. And so it's going to be hard for them to stop anybody. And I think that with the combination of Geno Smith playing better than they thought, the wise guys are betting the Seahawks right now. I'm not going to bet this game, I don't think. Talk me into it. <sighs> Raiders minus two and a half. So the number's telling you bet the Raiders. But here's my problem. And I do think they've lost three close games. Derek Carr's been fine. They've lost very close competitive games. But what worries me about the Broncos is that in that last series against San Francisco, a great defense. Russell's like, okay, I'm just going to take the offense over. I've been deferential to you. My gut says that last drive is Russell saying, listen, I tried to be a good soldier. I've got to win games. And I think that's the offense we're going to see from Denver now going forward. That's my feeling. So I like Denver. Am I wrong? Plus points? No. Denver, Denver plus two and a half is the spot 
here. And I agree with you 100%. You know, look, you and I, before the season began, we both loved Russell on the Broncos. We think this defense is amazing. It's proven to be amazing. I don't think we realized how over his head Nathaniel Hackett would be to start the year. Yeah. And I am not a guy who says, oh, well, he sucks in the beginning, so he's not going to be able to grow into it. Everybody has their opportunity to do that. But I do think that what you saw at the end of that game was Russell Wilson being Russell Wilson and uh, against a Raiders team that just feels like it's in disarray right now. You're having team meetings, you know, three weeks into it, man. That's a different conversation. So, uh, yeah, I like the Broncos here at plus two and a half. volume make sure to check out the draymond green show i brought draymond green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports unique perspective understands behind the rope also chops up with guests like gary payton zach levine tracy mcgrady make sure download the draymond green show wherever you get your podcasts only on the volume podcast network Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.